Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the From Lagos to Love podcast. It's your boy, Young Bushido. And today, I'm here with my one and only co-host, Dan Nintendo. I'm on Nintendo in the building. If you don't know, ask your mom, ask your sister, ask all your family members. They already know. Yeah, you know the vibes, you know the vibes. And today, um, we're joined by a special guest, Duni, um, singer, songwriter, producer. <laughs> Oh my, finally, Dio <laughs> comes in with the side. This how I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> that was fire. Yeah, so. Hey guys, what's going on? It's good to be here. <laughs> Thanks yeah, for yeah. having me. Yeah, it's definitely nice having you. And we, we hope to use this episode to uh, explore your musical journey and just learn more about mm-hmm. you, you know. So we're definitely sure. glad you're on. And yeah. So just to, to start, how are you even doing? Like, how's your week been? You know, like, how how is the panoramic as you described earlier treating you in nigeria <laughs> well i mean it's it's been nice my week actually has been great i left lagos so that was nice of course i have a toxic relationship with lagos when i when i'm in lagos i want to leave and when i leave i want to come back so, who doesn't who doesn't <laughs> yeah. i mean it's like that's the story of every nigerian life so basically i traveled i just came back um yesterday and i came back and i met traffic which is nice i mean who doesn't enjoy a good traffic so yeah but generally it's been nice um it doesn't feel like we're in a pandemic in nigeria uh, like i was saying earlier so it's like business as usual except that you know events there were not as many events last year december so that was a bummer besides that in terms of moving out doing day-to-day things it's been it's been good and i've been making music too so it gives me more time to actually you know, explore mm. Yeah, stuff. So, yeah, I've the, been thriving. I mean, I know you said that the pandemic is not that. Uh, I mean, it, it doesn't seem like you're in, pande- you're in a pandemic in Nigeria, in Nigeria in general. But how has it affected mm-hmm. your music creation and all that type of stuff? Well, um, I, I think initially, you know, initially when we when they did the lockdown in Lagos, that we didn't really know what we were fighting against. Everybody was just scared. I remember that there were a lot of camps that were supposed to go for like production camps, but in my house, I said, if you leave this house, eh, you go and carry Corona into this house, eh, we'll send you yeah, packing. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. they were like, everybody was just like scared. So I couldn't really make music with people in person. Like, you know how you're in the studio with everybody and you're vibing. So last year, it really did affect. But eventually, as you know, things started progressing, it, it didn't become that bad anymore. So making music even in person became easier. We just make sure that you use your mask and use hand sanitizers and stuff. So in that aspect of music making, it didn't really affect a lot at all. I think the most important part that affected was shows. I know that shows like, uh, it's an integral part of the music industry, especially towards the end of the year. So that time it was really, it was just weird. It was a weird December, I can't lie, because there weren't as many places to go to confidently you get so yeah that's the only part i affected but generally for me you know i'm also a producer so if i'm not performing i'm producing or i'm writing or i'm doing something so i was really really busy all through the pandemic and i I wouldn't say it affected me anyway okay like so what about like shows and stuff like are you still doing any shows or you just man for now yeah we i feel like we're at a point where people have to be creative Mm. with with the times that we are in because 
I don't know when, you know, everybody keeps making plans for post-COVID, but the COVID doesn't seem to want to leave anytime soon. So I feel like the smart thing to do is to just get into the virtual world and start doing virtual concerts. So for me, if I were to do a concert now, it's going to definitely be virtual and just find a way to monetize it. But so far, man, it doesn't look like there's any show coming up in the next four months. There are no plans. I mean, MTV, MTV just cancelled the mamas that was supposed to happen in Uganda. Oh, wow, I didn't even know that. Yeah, they did. I saw the newsletter yesterday or two days ago. So they had to can Everybody's just canceling because there's a second wave right now in Africa. So people are scared and stuff. You, know, so you mentioned you Uganda, and I couldn't help but think that you know a lot of artists have been going out of Nigeria and Lagos to go for shoes, and mm -hmm. there's there was a there was something that happened in Uganda where like uh, Omali and Thames they got arrested mm -hmm. because of the show that they attended. So what yeah. do you think about uh, about that and uh, artists going out of the country to go for shows? Do you think it's still safe, and do you think that is this something that you are looking to do yourself? Yeah, to be honest, there's nothing is black and white right now. So I can't even say if it is safe or not because you have to understand that for for an artist like me, personally, I, I I produce. So apart from being a performing artist, I have another source of income. But for someone that is just a performing artist, there are no shows in Nigeria. So if they get like a show that's paying them couple of bands they want to go even if it's outside nigeria because they have families to feed so sometimes it's just it's just a delicate situation that you really cannot say ah it's safe or it's not safe but personally before covid of course i've been looking forward to you know going to east east africa and other african countries to tour and you know promote my music but right now everything is just funny Someone cannot even plan with their chest again because anything can happen right now. So we're just well, we're on vibes and inshallah right now. <laughs> who, I mean, who isn't? Who isn't? This <laughs> Everybody is just chilling, like we, yeah. we, because we. This is a very precarious situation. We don't. We've never experienced something like this, at least in my lifetime. Like mm -hmm. even when I was in Nigeria, like the whole the there was one SARS or something was it SARS virus or chicken oh yeah severe acute respiratory yeah there was one, was it that one? Yeah, back yeah, yeah. then i think that's the last one i remember but it was not as yeah. bad as this where like we it have to lock down everything and stuff like that and nigeria we faced our own epidemics too do you remember one time like this that indomie was killing people I mean, oh. I heard that gisto, but, but was that really for yeah, real? Because yeah. well, we don't know. It's just something we heard. We just heard. That was that. There was that. There was killer beans. There was one that I heard too when I was. There was one where they were doing rice. Killer beans. Yeah, rice too. Oh no. But yeah, that that time. Yeah, go ahead, man. Yeah, just to, so just to go back now and learn more about your background, like just how did this all start from? Because I know, like, from the research I've done on you so far. I, I, you're clocking 10 years like since mm -hmm. you started doing music and how does that yeah. feel like that 2012 to 2021 i mean next 2022 that's gonna be 10 years so like yes. i just want to know how has that journey been for you so far and how did it all start well it, it's been it's been interesting because when i started out like it wasn't it didn't, it didn't i didn't start out like a professional i just started out as okay well, i just finished secondary school let me see what i can do so i used to go into studios and just hang around and just release music, you know, on and on, off like that. So I didn't really take it seriously and stop pushing uh, with my current management until I think 2014, there about 2014, 2015 ish.
when I started dropping covers. So, but it was 2016 that I think I dropped my first official single that was really like, you know, that we started pushing from there. So it's been, it's been a roller coaster because I was in Abuja at the time. I was in uni, so I had school to deal with. So it was when I graduated, then I now decided to move to Lagos in 2018, you know, to now pursue it big time. And it's, it's just been an interesting journey because when you say you've been doing music and you've been in Abuja, you've been in school, it doesn't feel like you've been in the industry until you actually come to Lagos to come and hustle. That's when you now say that, oh, no, I, didn't, I don't want the Jones since so <laughs> now here the hustle really be. So for me, I feel like all those years I spent in Abuja just making music, it was it was like a solid foundation for me to just hone my, my, my skills and then come to Lagos to do the business she gets. Yeah, mm. yeah. yeah so, 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 what about like your your childhood background? Like, what 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 were your early influences? Like, is music something you've known that you always wanted to do, or is it like something that you just picked up gradually, or is it like was it innate in you as a child? No, I feel like like every Nigerian child, you they'll put it inside your head, they'll manipulate you to think that you want to become a doctor at some point, <laughs> then you choose law. And then, so I, I battled with all of that. At some point, I went to become a pastor. That ah, came. almost. That was a phase, dark times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so um, then that one went. But I, I think I didn't really realize I think it was when I was in secondary school that I discovered that, okay, maybe I have small talents. And then I started singing. But I didn't I didn't really, really think I could do this professionally until after secondary school and when I got into uni. And I think it, what really convinced me was when I went for one competition in um, South Africa called Star the Winner. It was sponsored by Star. So um, I went to Joburg and then how much did I win that time? I, I won like four hundred k. So uh, you just did me like. You give away. I beg. Oh, so that was like four hundred k, and I was like, wait, oh. So I just did like this. They carried me inside plane. I went to Joburg, free um traveling, free hotel, performance for one day, four hundred k. I was like, oh my, we die here. Jesus, ah, that means I can make money from music. Okay, this will be nice. But before then, I really never understood how lucrative music could have been for me to choose it as like a source of income or something that I would do for a living. So before then, it was just vibes. Like I just liked being in the studio and just singing and just dropping music. So I didn't really see it as a career before then. So it was after then that I also thought, okay, you know what? Maybe if I position myself properly, I could really do this and make it a business. So yeah, that's that's how my my mindset shifted, you know, basically. Did that four hundred k open your parents' eyes to like ah Omo? Because I know they would probably yeah. have have objections. Ah, why? Yeah, you, know? you know now. Yeah, <laughs> Nigerian when they, parents. When they saw that four hundred k, yeah, they probably uh, like ah, let me help you keep yeah. it. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it was that. I think it was then that they stopped disturbing me, you know, about. Any other thing because before then we we're still quarreling about ah, why didn't you study medicine? Ah, nah, nah, nah. ah, you dropped out of school, you are now doing sociology. How do you want to survive sociology? How do you want to all those kind of yarns now? So, but when they now saw that okay, this music that she's doing can actually support in one way or the other, and they're like, okay, yeah, let's see what she will do. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, 
of course money is the best way to answer nigerian parents you know now <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah so um i was gonna ask you you have a lot of skills under your belt like as it like you're a songwriter you're a producer and mm -hmm. uh has it has it been able has it made it easier to navigate the industry because of uh, your talents yeah it, it's been um because i remember when i was going to move to lagos in 2018 one of the major things that came to my mind is that, you know, Lagos, uh, talent like, is saturated. So for me, the first question I asked myself was, what, what would make me stand out? And what would make networking easy for me? So one of the things that I, I realized was, okay, you know what, the fact that I produce and the fact that I'm a girl, and we're not so many in Nigeria. So I know that that would make people want to listen to me and that would definitely open doors for me. So it has made it easy like if i was just an artist i didn't i couldn't write and i couldn't produce i know i would have had it harder because i mean there are a lot of singers out there there are a lot of but there are not as many you know producers that are women in the industry so because of that yeah people pay attention and they want to listen to what i have to offer so yeah it's, it's been an advantage i can't lie yeah, it has. Nice, nice. Do you feel like um, there are any challenges that come with knowing or being being skillful in um, all three like that? Because um, and like because people don't really know what to do with you, or you're not really picking a particular niche or per se. Like, do you feel like that there has been challenges that come with being so skilled? Um, I think yeah. First of all, I think. The prop, the challenge will be personal for me in terms, maybe for me and then for the person that is managing me because if you have so many talents, that means it will be hard for you to focus on one. So focusing on three things at the same time means your mind is divided all the time. So it's harder for you to concentrate as a creative that can do a lot of things. So but what I realize is that, okay, having a timetable that okay you know what for this period of time i just want to produce for people then you produce for people then after a while whenever i'm wearing the um, hat of um, an artist i just focus on that and i just write and then i'm not doing any jobs for any people so at the end of the day it's just um planning and structuring these things to work well that's what has helped me so I, and what i've now realized is that instead of it to be something that would um, make me struggle every part of my brand is actually benefiting off of each other like the production is benefiting from the songwriting songwriting and the, uh, the artist is also benefiting from the production so it's just like it's also weird because i don't think anybody has actually done this before in nigeria properly like there's no woman has done that before so for us too we are learning as we are going and we are developing plans that would work for us so we don't have like a template that we're following or whatnot so we just the wing and they go um shout well, before you go quick okuchi joined us finally ah. oh yeah hi Uchi. <laughs> hey juni um i was hoping i would join in in time to ask you for your number but we feel you after the episode ah <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> just went for the jugular straights. Nice. Uh, no time to waste time, Jerry. No I smoke. Know, he didn't even he didn't even say hi hi to my fellow co-host. Nothing. No. <laughs> she, she talk and move no and those overload. Baba <laughs> <laughs> logged in, went straight shooting shots. I like that energy, man. Then you have fun now. How you doing? I do. I'm good. How you doing? 
I'm good. I'm good. Did the guys tell you that you're the first, our first uh, female guest on here? Are you serious? Nobody told me that. Female guest. Okuchi, that's fake news. Wait, 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 wait. What are you saying? Wait. Is that a lie? Before I start jubilates oh, now. No, 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 be calm. No, be calm. Oh, no, 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 you're our first, 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 first guest. You're like our first female guest. As far oh, that's as, like, nice. So, uh, why am I the first? What happened? No, you know, last year, now that patriarchy banner will be in the hold up. I, you know what I'm so, this year, we come out. yourself, oh my God. Oh my God. We say most, most switch things up a little bit this year, you know. So. No, it's just, okay, that's just how things go. happen. I, I just want to say, uh, no, Okuchi, no, no, thanks no, for no. letting me drive your Lambo, like, last week. I appreciate it. I'm, pre- I'm, I'm, I'm not shaking. I'm not you know, I love to give back to the community. Yeah. Now, so <laughs> such a cheerful giver. Nice. Alright, <laughs> uh, right, So just yeah. Um. So, so just getting ask, back. Oh, okay. Dario. I was gonna ask. So what do you what do you enjoy doing the most? Do you enjoy being behind the scenes or being in front of everything, like being an artist or producing and songwriting? Um. I don't. Do I don't have anyone that I enjoy the most. To be honest, it just depends on my mood. Mm, okay. I, I like the combination of everything. If I had my way though, I wouldn't produce just everybody. I would select the people that I would produce for because artists have coins, coins, they are mad. So having to deal with every type of coins, coins is a lot. Yeah, so um, I would say that maybe producing commercially is the one I enjoy the least because it's just a lot, it's a lot. But being an artist, because you're controlling your content, you're controlling whatever you do. So producing for myself and writing for myself, I would definitely choose that 100% as opposed to writing for people and producing for other people. Yeah. Dope, dope. Dope. So, um, I don't know if you answered it previously, because I was wondering, like, I was asking, like, did you have any childhood, like, um, childhood, like, influences? Like when you were like, damn, like I want to be like that, or was, mm, are you? Yeah. I do. I actually have an interesting Beyonce story. Mm. Most of you would actually influence me. I don't even think I hear the influences in my music, but they influenced my mind. I remember the first time I saw Crazy in Love video, my mouth was on the floor. I was like, hey! Jesus, you know the place that is, the, the video started like Beyonce was just katsuki and as it just went on the floor bro, I was like, God! Oh my God! I was like, this is so amazing she sings so beautifully I like to sing like that eventually I'm, I don't sing like that Sha, but she gingered me she gets, yeah I, I so. like those your Nollywood sound effects pra, po, pa. <laughs> <laughs> so it can't be like say Beyonce now one calabar beat like that wow <laughs> <laughs> oh that one is Tasha but no problem oh, no. yeah so moving on <laughs> uh, so, yeah, real quick I wanted to I wanted to ask you right yeah. there's like there's been a lot of conversation or you know this conversation comes up like every now and then about how in the Nigerian scene uh the women or female artists or acts don't support each other and stuff like that there's a part of me that feels like it's it's forced there's this like i understand you know female uh, the feminine unity but i feel like there's a time and mm. place for that how do you feel about that do you think that it's something where you know female artists need to be featuring each other and doing like albums or just female features and uh giving co-signs or do you just think everybody may have mm. what you just did well 
Well, I think it's nice. It's a good idea. It's cute. But I don't even think we have... I don't want it to sound like it's disrespectful, but I don't think the female artists actually have the kind of clout that the male artists have to put another person on. For instance, I'm very sure that if a David Doe should put out a tweet that, yo, go fuck with this person, blah, 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 that person can actually blow from that tweet. But I'm not sure if the women, any woman in the Nigerian music industry actually has that kind of power to put someone else on. So that, that, that makes me believe that a lot of the women on top are still fighting for their place. So if you're at a space where you're still fighting for your place, you can't remember someone else that you want to put on. I remember the industry is actually harder on women. So a lot of them actually have to work twice as hard as the guys. So a lot of time they don't have the luxury to put someone else on. I'm sure they would probably want to, but... And then again, it's not easy to, to put another woman on. The way Nigerian industry is set up, for instance, now, if an upcoming artist, a guy, should meet maybe an Olamide now, the first thing that artist is going to do, ah, baba, ah, boss, oh, baba, boss, you know, that kind of, even if it is fake humility, sir, but you'll be like, ah, boss, baba, boss. But if an emerging artist that is female should meet a top female artist, trust me, she will not say, hey, baba, boss, baba, boss. You know, they, they are not as humble in quotes <laughs> as the guys that are willing to do anything even wash your shoe <clears throat> excuse me even wash your shoe wash your car the upcoming artists that are guys they have this hustling spirit to almost be a slave for you to just get that cosign or get whatever they want i mean it's not proper but i'm just saying the way the industry is structured right and those things that makes for better makes guys better people are networking with other guys as opposed to the women those are the things i've observed you know so because of all that i think last last all the women end up finding their ways by themselves and when they get it they stay there leaving other people to go and find their way too so the ecosystem is not balanced okay i hear you but at the same time i feel like it's nothing for like a I don't know, Tiwa Savage or Yemiala or somebody to be like, oh, yo, you know, just hop on Twitter or something or post on their story like, man, I really fuck with this new female artist. Like, go check out her tune. Whether it's Shina, Ira Star, Bise Duni or is it Tini or something. But but even to that extent, I don't, and maybe maybe I missed it, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't really see that. I see the male artists, the, the male artists will be showing themselves love like crazy, like in the story on Twitter. Regardless mm -hmm. of whatever your reach is, right? If with the little, you know, whatever you have, right? Taking into consideration mm -hmm. everything about women in this industry with the little so-called little cloud that you have, if you're not even like using that mm -hmm. to put a spotlight on, again, it's not, it's nothing to hit somebody up like, yo, let me hop on the track or come do this thing with me or come to this writing camp. You know, if to that extent, the, we're not seeing the top female artists doing that, then it's like, what's the point of having this conversation of that so-called unfairness you know amongst mm -hmm. men and, and, and a lot of times in the conversation i feel like it's dishonest because it's like they it's painted like as if it's guys that are you know that are like fueling whatever beef the top mm -hmm. female acts have between themselves but meanwhile mm -hmm. it's not really a gender thing it's just something that people just naturally fans will naturally do right mm -hmm. uh, Somebody like Rema comes out, oh, do now compare him to me or Kung or Joe Boy or Fireboy. These comparisons mm -hmm. happen at Whiskey versus Davido FC. You know, these mm -hmm. it's, it's natural in the music game because it's just competitive like that and it's fun for fans to do. 
you know mm -hmm. but what i would like to see is more women just like leading by example you know especially the ones that feel that way that feel like they're being robbed of some kind of like solidarity or something like that just because mm -hmm. especially again because on average you know the, the men are outnumber the women in that industry like 100 to 1 you mm -hmm. know um, yeah that's just my take on but, that. But what I think is actually going to work more, what I was trying to point out is that I think the men have more power in the industry. So if men put more women on, it would make sense. Like, see the way Don Jazzy is riding for Iris. Like, it makes a lot of sense. Before now, before a Don Jazzy would sign a female artist, they would have had, like, four male artists. Then it just, they're not saying, oh, one first lady has a token. Like that. It's always been like that for most of the record labels. But if they put more women out there, because they're the ones controlling the economy now. Forget to say um, all these Yemi and Tiwa, they're big. But to be honest, the people that actually control the industry, that are top, and that they have the influence, are the guys. So if more guys put the women on, I think it would make more sense. Because I think they have more rich. But I also feel you too, though. Like if the women actually do support, or even if it's a shout out, it would have been nice too. But then again, eh, last, last, my opinion, though, as a player in the industry, while we still every emerging female artist, don't wait for anybody, okay? <laughs> Just hustle your own, no? when you blow. You don't blow with that. No, so, so that's what okay. I think. Hmm. So do you agree with the sentiment that on average, you know, the um, male artists are more talented than, than female artists? Talented? No. How? Uh, but that's that's very difficult to measure, though. Like, I mean, no, if, you're looking, if, you're looking, if, you're, if you're looking at uh -huh. output, and, and even, again, you're comparing the top artists, right? Like, whose who's music is more enjoyable? Which one lasts longer? Especially, in, again, in that Nigerian industry, there have been so many, and maybe it's just because it's the wrong person or a wrong fit, but there have been so many female artists that have come and gone within, like, the past uh, 10 bro. years like, and just, like, disappear. I feel and, like... No, no, go, go, go. Well, My bad, bro. Yeah, it's just like the way they just come and go, especially the female rappers too, right? <laughs> um, it's just like, oh, there's all this hype and all this excitement and you're kind of hoping like, okay, something really dope is going to come out of this and it's just like back to obscurity. And, and I don't think it's something where people are dismissing them because, oh, it's just a bit, but the music just don't be hit. Now, the female artists that are good are like really good, but... I don't know. It just seems that way. Or maybe, again, it's just something where out the gate, the industry is not taking these really talented female artists seriously or they're expecting other things from them before they, you know, put them on or something like that. Okay. But you're so, in the industry, yeah, so can you kind of give some insight on that? What I think is, what I've learned in the industry is that what you need in the industry is 5% talents and 95% a lot of other things, which would include consistency, which would include um, hard work, which would include ass kissing, politicking, plenty money, etc. etc. So you see, when you say the male artists are more talented, the male artists are not more talented. They don't know how to sing, as far as I'm concerned. Like it, the female artists, naturally, they have better voices. They have better skill. Like, they are more skillful in terms of music, like, dexterity. You know what I mean by vocals, like, but the guys, they just do, yeah, 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 drop one or two lamba and then they have a hit song. That's why I'm saying that talent is not just enough. 
Do you understand? Like the babes, they won't pay more attention to their stagecraft. They get dancers. They learn routines. They pay attention to their costume. Like there's a lot of things that go on to make a female superstar a lot of work as comp as opposed to the guys where you just put on white t-shirts, put on jeans, put on blah, 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 come sing yeah yeah you don't even have to sing live just do whatever there you don't blow do you understand but upon yeah. all <laughs> you still find out that the guys get more um what do you call it more clout more following why because even after you know how to sing you know how to dance you know how to package you know how to do everything it's still not about that alone there are still a lot of industry gatekeepers that you have to go through that you don't want to upset you have to not to maneuver like there are a lot of things that happen behind the scenes that make it a bit harder for the women to compete on that level then last last there's still the patriarchal structure of the nigerian industry or the nigerian mindsets that makes it a tad bit harder for a female artist to have the kind of fan love that a whiskey or the individual command. I don't know why it is so. It's just weird because abroad now you see people like um, Rihanna, you see people like Beyonce, they command that kind of star power. But in Nigeria, it's hard for you to see a babe that has that kind of star power. So at the end of the day, I don't think we can take away culture from um, how female artists are being received in the industry. You know, So it's not even talent. As far as I'm concerned, talent is like, ah, it's not even important safe to even become a superstar in nigeria just have a couple of lambas and at least be able to hold the notes you'll be good i feel that has been mm. Mm. i feel you like i i definitely feel like it's more due to the system than like the individuals themselves like because yeah. if an uh, industry where they're struggling to produce like superstar female artists like the way it produces male female mm -hmm. and superstar artists it has to be with the way the system is set up like because yeah. Nigeria is very like inherently patriarchal like society, so mm -hmm. that seeps into everything, every sort of like thing we do in society in general. When it comes to like just every structure we have in general, there's some sort of like that patriarchal system like yeah. embedded into it. So it's not like super surprising. It's sad, but it's not super surprising. So I, exactly. I, I would say like talent, like the men are more talented because I, I do feel like that's very difficult to measure. But men are definitely it's a little bit easier for them to sharp blow. That's why I, I feel like because women even look at Tiwa Savage. I remember when I remember like watching that Kelly Kelly Love video when it first came out and stuff in like oh nine or oh eight or something, and all mm -hmm. the flag she got for trying to be the pioneer, like sexy. Imitated mm -hmm. that Rihanna Beyonce type, like, yeah, like she got a lot of flack. And the fact that she's still relevant now and still doing her thing now, like, like Tiwa Savage, I would like to you, like, I don't know, maybe is is nostalgia or something, but she's been re as relevant uh, uh, as long as David Doe and Whiskey than, yeah, that's true. So maybe mm -hmm. she hasn't put out as much hits as them in terms of like, but then again, you can never really know with the way the industry is set up and how like it discourages female artists and stuff. But, no, Tua yeah. has tried to. Yeah, she's tried, really she's tried a lot. Yeah, mm. to be around, especially because the point of which you brought up, like a lot of Nigerian female artists are here and gone quick. So the fact mm -hmm. that she's still here and her and Yemi Aladi too, she's even tried so because she's been around for a while now. Like yeah. not as long as Tua, obviously, but like she's tried. Mm -hmm. but, yeah. Like, just my overall point is just, I just feel like the system is messed up. Like, it's just too patriarchal, and that's what's really affecting the women. I yeah, yeah, I know, right? I know. 
it's crazy. It's crazy, but, but I think like there's a way out. And what do you what think? It is? Out? I, I feel like it's, it's just to use the system against the system. For instance, um, like I have a strong feeling about Ira, Ira that she's going to do really well because she has a man, a strong man in the industry pushing her. So what is supposed to be a problem for her? Let's say she was just alone and she didn't have like an industry gatekeeper behind her. It would have been harder for her to break the jinx. But since she has a man to front for her, it wouldn't look like she's a female artist because she has somebody to block all those loopholes. And I think that's one of the major reasons why Tiwa Savage actually succeeded as well because she had done Jazzy. And she had TBUs that were running and they were just blocking all those holes. Damn, that's true though. Don Jazzy, yeah. I completely forgot that Don Jazzy had Tiwa Savage. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that Marvin. Yeah, Marvin. Yeah. I mean, Nado and all that stuff. Exactly. Exactly, and with Yemi, Yemi has um, Ogatai, the manager, who also blocks all the holes. So, I feel like the idea is to always get use the system against the system, so so that you don't have to be the one to deal with these things directly. Because if you do it, it's if a man should shout at a guy for doing a wrong thing, they will say, "Ah, and a guy now no vexant." But if it is a woman that does the same thing in this industry, like, don't mind her, she's so proud, she's not bitchy, she's not a bitch, she's not blah, 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 whatever. Mm. So. So just to avoid all those kind of things that will give you bad PR or bad optics and stuff, just get a guy that will just help you sort the picture. And I think it would work. It might not work as effectively as the guys, but at least it would, it, from what I've seen, I've studied, it definitely would work. Mm. Well, no cap, Sultan, anytime you enter this, your social awareness bag, I don't want to meet your mic because me, I get agenda to push here. Ah, but push it, though, push it. No, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but what you guys are saying is definitely, is definitely spot on. It's definitely spot on. Junior, uh, I want to ask you, right? We're, we're in a time where Afrobeats is thriving. There are a lot of like very promising young acts right now, right? I think competition mm -hmm. is higher than it's ever been. Uh, in yeah. the culture and i was wondering if you feel the pressure to to outperform your peers or just if you feel any kind of pressure you know to stay in the spotlight at this point in your career mm, no uh, i think if there's any pressure i feel the pressure i've always felt is just to be the best version of myself that i can be because I, at the end of the day i don't think we are running the same race like I said, the kind of brand I'm building is not something that's been done in this country before. It's definitely different. So I don't even have a template I'm following. We're just going with the flow and trying to build something for myself. So personally, I just want to be good. I want to make sure that I'm not broke. I don't want to be a superstar that is going to be broke. I really, really just want to make sure that I'm good. I'm taking care of my business and, you know, I do the best that I can do. And be the best version of myself so no i i don't feel the pressure and in as much as it's really good that afrobeats is going international maybe it's weary because for me it feels like slave trade all over again hmm. how they also. came to colonize us yeah you know how they saw whatever they saw in africa and then came to colonize and then take our natural resources and you know the way they do it I think it's the same thing that they are going to do with Afrobeats if we're not very careful. So what they do now is they just bring money, dangle some money in front of you and say, you know what, give us your masters, we'll give you, you know, $100,000. You've never seen $100,000 before in your life. Like, oh my God, $100,000, I take off. Before you know it, you're selling all, 
all your masters off because um a foreign neighbor wants to give you an opportunity and before you know it we're losing the autonomy of our music and then other people the white people are the ones that are writing the stories so i think at this point it's very essential for um artists to be really smart with the deals they make yeah it's nice if a foreign neighbor comes and say oh i want to sign you I want to do this and that but what are you losing for that money you are getting you know these are the questions i ask myself and these are the kind of decisions that i don't take lightly um because it might be good you know optics good pr and stuff but at the end of the day in the next 10 years would you be happy with the deal you've made like just for some box at the moment because i anytime i see that white people are coming to invest in africa it just ticks me off because i know that those people don't care about i mean i hope this doesn't sound racist here but most times <laughs> they just seem like they want to exploit the culture which isn't bad if it's going to benefit the culture but most times it doesn't it takes away from the culture so yeah I mean, so just to quickly go back to our previous discussion real quick, have there been any stories you've had? Because I know you, you've had like a long career at this point, like I said earlier, nine years now, going yeah. on 10. Um, yeah. What are some of the stories you've seen as a woman in the Nigerian music industry that have like, wow, like left a bitter taste in your mouth? Uh, yeah, like there are a lot of um, stories I've heard um, for women especially because a lot of times people whenever they see a successful woman they're like ah she slept her way to the top and i'm like yo if a woman in the industry wants to slip away to, to the top that's a lot of knacks because they're going to start from the producer <laughs> that's a lot of money start from <laughs> That's for the producer to the sound engineer, then you now go to the OAP, then you now go maybe to the record label execs, then you now go to the video director. There's a lot. Events. Events, yeah. then ambassadors, like all those people that do endorsements. That's another knack. So then you now want to go international again, then you now start international knacks. Like it's just, it's a lot. That should be the name for this yeah. episode International Knacks between the industry gang. <laughs> 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 that's actually a funny title though but uh, i don't know if, i don't know if spotify and cool let that slide <laughs> good so i get like a lot of times i've had um female artists come to me or people friends introduce female artists to me because they tried working with producers and then the producer even with money like you want to pay a producer a producer is telling you that you know what need this money let's do this do now <laughs> She get like I've worked with a lot of women that have told me that and they feel more comfortable working with me because they know that of course I will not take advantage of them sexually, you know. But a lot of them have to go through that, you know, in the industry and it's it's a thing. It's really crazy that it goes on in the industry and that sometimes makes me feel sad because I know that guys don't necessarily go. They have their own. Like I don't like to compare the experience of women to the guys because i know that guys don't have it easy either do you understand it's just it's an interesting dynamic because i know for a fact that if me as an emerging artist and another male emerging artist go will go into a room they would definitely want to listen to me first than the guy simply because i'm a woman but the thing is if they want to listen to me 
We don't want to listen to me because of my talents or because they have ulterior motive. So, but the thing is, what I've now learned in the industry is that how to use that opportunity of the attention to convince them otherwise. There's a lot of mental gym, gymnastics. You know that this person is looking at you with lustful eyes, but because you just have that attention in that moment, you want to convince them otherwise to see you as a business. Whereas if it's a guy that is giving an opportunity for them to listen to them, it's business straight on you don't have to do the gymnastics of convincing that no i'm not a sex toy i'm not a sex object oh my business you understand so it's just it's interesting <laughs> it's it's you know it's interesting that you mentioned the whole thing about the uh producers or whoever like you know totally forsaking the whole business side and just wanting nuts because i'm just like how how far up your ass can your head be when you prioritize that over like the actual business, especially in an industry where uh, I've been I've been told that producers are like shortchanged a lot. Mm -hmm. um, but again, it's just like really unfortunate. But you know, in everything that you've been saying, you've shown like a really dope awareness of your surroundings and your dealings and what you want for yourself in the future, and even yeah. just now, right? And that's not something that you know in a lot of conversations with artists, uh, both behind the scenes and you know on. Uh, you know, on our episode, I haven't heard that many people like show that kind of concern or thought towards the business side mm -hmm. of things, right? How did you get to that point in your career? Did you have to take a lot of L's to get to that point? Is that something that you always had an idea of? Do you have like a really dope support system? And what would your advice be to other artists who are trying to get your business right uh, in today's industry? Um, I think first thing is to learn. Um, me, my best friend is Google, like I Google every damn thing and I always want to learn. So the information is out there. I have an amazing manager, but I don't leave everything to him. I make sure that I know what is going on. I know what publishing is. I know what I deserve because at the end of the day, I realized that in this industry, you don't get what you deserve. You get what you negotiate. So if you know what you deserve, then you can negotiate for what you deserve. So because of that, uh, I know that knowledge is definitely power. So the more you know, the better you would be in the business. And I don't like having regrets. And that's why I, I seek knowledge mostly about the business. So if, if, you, if you hear me when you ask me, what well, am I pressured? No, I'm not pressured. But I just want to make sure that my money is right and um, my music is doing what it's supposed to do. She gets so... Yeah, I think every 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 artist needs to learn. I know that primarily what we care about mostly is the creative. Trust me, the business side is boring. Those things can be annoying. Like I remember when I was reading about publishing, I was like, what's in this one safe? But the thing is, if you don't learn about publishing, that's like your it's like building a house and just not knowing that the house exists. That's it's property for the future that you're messing with. So I'm like, ah, guy, okay, even if I have to sleep off on this, I need to learn it. So I think that artists really need to pay attention to their business and not leave everything to their managers because the more educated you are, the easier the job of your manager will also be. But also, it's essential to have a, a good support system, a team of people that are not just yes men, people that will tell you the truth. If your music sucks, they'll tell you, ah, this one no entire, I beg, go sing another one. Not people that will just be healing you and you know people uh, keep you grounded uh, that's what i think is important yeah for sure for sure 
And, and that's really dope. That point that you, especially the point you made about artists leaving everything up to the managers, right? Because again, mm -hmm. just talking to certain managers is like, I can tell this, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, for lack of better words, right? Whatever negative uh, ginger energy I'm getting from the manager, I'm like, I can tell your artist is not, this is not really about the artist. This is about you and your own ego. Where it seems mm. like some managers think that they're the star. You know, it's like they, mm. they want to be the clients. You know what I'm saying? Like, Yeah, I feel you. And it's just crazy because then I have to ask, like, do these artists know that how how big of a dent like these managers can put in the way they are perceived like do they mm. not care you know what i'm saying like because i'm just like yo like if before i even talk to the artist i'm already p turned off by, by what the manager or the pr rep is saying i'm like mm. I mean, what does that say about the artist himself or herself it's a bad look it's a bad look that's i think it's imperative to choose the right manager because look that's the person that people would actually contact first before they get to you so they don't want anybody that would Use the array to spoil your blues. <laughs> I think it's Bars, nigga. Oh, I like that shit. Oh, I'm gonna write that shit down. Use the to spoil your blues. Oh, <laughs> yeah, very important too. Hmm. So yeah. So just wondering now, like we've done, we've talked a little bit about like your background and some of your experiences. So I was wondering, like, do you guys want to go into the, the discography? Like just so we talk about like some of the music you've dropped and stuff so far. This. Yeah, I mean, before we even get into like the like song for song discussion, like I'm just wondering, dude, this this year, are you planning on like expanding that? Because you know, I've listened to your music, but I feel like there's not like so there's not a lot out there to you know what I'm saying to really mm -hmm. get like a, a, a yeah. good uh, feel for what your sound is, right? And it does mm -hmm. sound like over time you've been experimenting, you're doing different things. So can listeners, you know, expect some, you know, some more variety from you this year? And is that yeah, something that yeah. is that something you did on purpose, or was it just a matter of circumstances? Um. Well, not exactly. Like just like every human being, like I've been growing and I've been evolving. So the artist I was three years ago is not what I am right now. I'm still the same duny boy is just i've gone through a lot of experiences that shaped my mind and my sound in a different direction so yes i have a project i'm going to be dropping later on this year that i'm working on at the moment so of course there's going to be more music and yeah that, that would actually make people understand what my sound is and where I actually start I, I think um initially the problem i had or the challenge i had is that I, when you know a lot of music and you know music from like, you listen to a lot of genres and you're just versatile, you're everywhere, it's hard to pick where to stand. So for me, what I've been doing is just troubleshooting and saying, that, okay, which one works, which one goes and okay, I've now found a sound that I know that I can fly with, you know, and these things don't happen overnight, actually, it's a journey and... It's been it's been a crazy one for me, yeah. But I think like I'm finally in that position where I think, okay, I know exactly what I want to do with my music and what I want to sound like. So yeah, more music is coming out this year. Later on. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Nice, nice, nice. Okay, so yeah. oh, you wanna go? Right. Oh, I was just no real quick before I go. I was gonna ask Benny if she wanted to give us an exclusive about like the title of the <laughs> EP and like features and stuff like that. 
Uh, I can't mention it. Uh, auntie, now. Uh, uh, you know, you're the best podcast in Nigeria. Come on now. Roger, Roger was now. Draw, it's not anything okay. for your boys. No. <laughs> okay, so I'm with you now. It's not anything for your boys. I'm screaming. <laughs> you, you, you need to give away for us last time. So, I'm now, I'm now. Yeah, yeah. I'm almost something now. Oh my god. <laughs> it sounds too familiar. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, okay, see the thing is I, I, I'm not at liberty to say it yet. So I don't I don't want them to sack me. I don't want my management to sack me and say, We don't want your game, your mouth is not right. Yeah, but when the time is when the time is right out, see you guys will be the first person I promise you are. Yeah, you need to come back. I'll come back. I'd love to hear it. I'd love to hear it. What we should do here is even a nice idea. We should host like a listening party on Clubhouse from Lagos with Love. Yeah, that'll be fire. That would be fire. I like what your head is at, dog. I like it. Damn, okay, I might cut this part out because that's some nice content for. I know, right? Yeah. Okay, so let's just hop into your discography right now. So, Overdose, obviously. That's your most, sex, <laughs> most successful song so far. So just yeah. tell us, like, what was the inspiration behind the song? Like, I don't lie to you. When I first heard that, I was like, this sounds like an Oxlade song. Like, this this is giving me, like, like that, mm-hmm. like, new school Nigeria, like, sort of, like, Fireboy, Oxlade, Joe yeah. Boys, like, type vibe. So I was just like, damn, like, who is this? And I heard your brother, I was like, okay, okay, I, I see where you mm-hmm. go. So I just wondered, like, what was your inspiration behind that song and... Yeah. Um, I think I, I made the song during lockdown. Like, of course, we didn't have. There was no work. Like, there was no going out. Nothing to do. So it was basically about one lockdown romance I had. So it inspired <laughs> the song. <laughs> yeah. So it inspired the song. It sounds like it sounds like you just had like some PTSD or something. Now the way you are like. <sighs> Just See, I was that one. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, I'm glad a good song came out of it. So yeah, that was what inspired the song. So it wasn't like it was something that I actually planned. And that's another thing I've learned with music. A lot of times you want to say, you know what to do? I want to write a banging song, but you know, go bang. But it is when you're just doing things out of, you know, the vibe and just going with the flow. And that's when thing comes out really well well initially the demo for the song was for another artist who i'm not going to mention um but they refused it so i was like you know what i think i can keep this song for myself now and then do something so i released it initially in my um on my ep called four that i dropped during the lockdown and then the song did really well and i was like hmm, you know what i think this song game I, I should do a remix to oxlade who's my guy so i just that was the perfect song for for him to like hop on the remix on like i know like it matched his style like you guys like did your thing on there i have to give you props on that yeah yeah man shout out to oxley too that is a real one have you guys been like like been guys for a while or is it somebody you've met like through your whole music industry like, yeah i think we met we met on twitter like way before he blew up of course i've always liked his sound and we've had like mutual respect for each other so we've always wanted to work since then like but you know time and chance just never made it happen so
just do it and say he's been my guy since then okay nice oh uh, guys i'm back oh. <laughs> yeah. oh, sorry i've been away for a little bit so like now okay. i'm talking about your discography um i going through your page i saw that you produced that um Pimpe by Shantizu. Yeah, and so yeah. that was a really that was one of my favorite songs to be honest with you and I, can you I just take us back to the your experience making because i just i really enjoyed the way you were you were mixing those sounds when you when on in that snippet i saw also oh, to yeah. just real quick like uh, just to buttress that point that question to like can you just also walk us through what's your general process like for making producing and singing mm-hmm. if they are one or the same or if they are separate like just your processes for both um well there is no definite process it just comes as it comes sometimes i make the beats and then i write to the beat we overdose i wrote to the beats so sometimes i have the song and i make a beat to the song um so it's, it just depends on the vibe sometimes i'm walking on the road and i get an idea i just um, record it on my voice notes so, you know so it's just it depends there's no one way Personally, I don't like routine, so I like things to just happen spontaneously. With the Pempe, if I remember correctly, what inspired the beats was traffic. Like, I just come back. You know, I was living in Abuja before, so I just moved to Lagos, and I was experiencing my first set of Lagos traffic, so it was really wild. So I got home, I was just tired. I was like, you know what, you didn't move to Abuja. To come and be com- from Abuja to Lagos, come and be complaining about traffic. Make one beat, so I made that beat and I just kept it. It was for another artist, but and they asked told me that ah, didn't let me tomorrow. So I made the beat, thinking we we're going to have a session the next day. So I started calling now. The the artist ghosted me. He wasn't picking my calls and stuff. I was like, okay, no problem. So um, I met Black Jersey in Abuja like a year before i moved to lagos so i told him that ah, i'm coming to lagos so when i come to lagos i'm coming to disturb you i was like i don't know problem once you come just call me so when the guy did not pick my call so i just called jesse i was like ah, i'm in lagos so can i come through so he said yeah sure no problem just come to my studio so i went to his studio and i was just playing um some beats that i've made just for him to listen and just tell, tell me what he thought about the beats so as i was playing the pimpe beats um Shantizu walked into the studio and then he heard the beat so he thought it was a jersey beat so he was just vibing to it he was writing to it already so they're like ah this is your beat makes sense so and then i said no no my beat or nah this girl make that's all i was like oh ah i beg now give me this beat i like this beat da, 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 da. so that's how we made the song like that so it wasn't even anything planned or had known tizzle before or anything that, that was how we made the record and then he liked the record and shot the video for it and the release and people really liked it i was even shocked you know from <laughs> the reaction and stuff and funny enough i think that was like my first that was my first song i ever produced that got released interestingly enough before then i didn't i didn't have any hello Oh hello, yeah, we can hear you. Just oh, no fear, we just the we just the listeners with the ah, drop game. I can't right? feel like saying maybe I just look quiet. Nah, no fear, Vodacom never fall your hands yet. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, so that's how we made it. Yeah. Oh, so like, what? How do you usually like connect with artists? Usually, like when you when you have an idea for a song, you're like, damn, like. 
this artist would be good on that. Like, do you usually have a way of like meeting them or reaching out to them and stuff like that? Like, I'm just wondering. Mm, yeah, I think now I know almost everybody. I there's nobody I want to reach. I don't know one person that knows the person now is easier. But initially, when I first moved out here, what I did, my plan, you know, when I came in here, I was like, you know what, you need to have a plan. You get so I had strategies, and one of my strategies was that I was going to go out a lot. There were a lot of conferences that were happening in Lagos at the time. There was meeting. There was all this busy business. Like to be honest, I didn't really care about what they were saying. You know? Me, I just went there to know that oh, you mean like this manager is going to be speaking? I mean, I have to go there. Let me go. And he must become my friend. So I'll go there. Like, Hello, my name is Unia. I just do all those. Oh, it's a lot, but that was what I did. So I was always going to places. I would go to Maven. I would go a lot of places where I would just go and just introducing myself and just playing my jobs. And so it helped with my networking. But another thing that I helped also during that period was social media. So if I have something in mind, like working with Becca, for instance, in Ghana, I, I noticed I saw that she had like one million followers. And like if I DM this one now, she will not answer me. So I noticed that her husband, who is her manager, who was her manager at the time, had less followers. I was like, if I should DM this husband, this one will notice me. So I DM'd the husband and said, I had um, vibes, beats that I think she's going to love. And then he said, I should send it through. So I sent through and he loved it. And that's how we started working. So for some people, it's via social media. For some people, because of Lagos and how you just meet people other places, that's how I've been able to meet them. So now, because of all the work I've done, and all the work, work I've done, um, if I have a vibe that I think an artist would like, I'll just need to make a phone call to maybe someone on the camp. And then send this stuff through, and if they like it, they jump on it. So that's how it works. No. Okay. Like Dio, um, Uchi, you guys have any questions? Just wondering. How long have we been recording for? Then. So an hour, two minutes. Yeah. So wow. Talk. It didn't feel like it at all. Yeah, the conversation has been flowing. Yeah. That's, that's what happens when you come up from Lagos. You know what I'm saying? This is bad. Uh, 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 okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> for sure um I, I don't i think i don't know what, what you guys i don't know what questions you guys no i mean questions. no we just it was just more like background questions and stuff so but i just want to ask your ep4 like what was the whole idea behind that like the artwork like the name like is it just because it's just you wanted to just put out four songs I no like, it's oh. not even that that like. was a coincidence <laughs> yeah see the thing is i'm obsessed with numbers right and mm. As at that time, I was really obsessed with the Jewish number code. So my first EP was seven because I felt I was in a state of perfection. I was feeling myself like, you know what, this is my name. I'm in a happy place. You know, I, I moved to Lagos. I'm doing what I want to do. You know, I'm making the music I want to make. Blah, 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 blah. So I named that one seven. So then 2020, I felt like, oh, since seven, I've grown. I'm like, gross. I wanted to name it gross, but it sounded too cliche. I'm like, how can I name project growth so I'm like okay yeah well what signifies growth in the jewish calendar four do you understand but now i'm done with all that because it's becoming too much so we're done with the numerology and stuff but yeah that's what what inspired um the the whole number uh, thing so did you when you when you were like uh making friends that be your dating and shit like that Shay, they ask people waiting be your zodiac sign Mm -hmm. Hmm. 
I used to. But eventually, I just noticed that some people are just mad. And then they'll be blaming it on. <laughs> no! <laughs> it's because I'm Scorpio. That's why. We Scorpios, we do like that. We lie. That's just mad. That's just calling speed is speed. Yeah. But, but the truth is, I also, th- I, I do believe that to some extent it's accurate. Um, because initially, maybe the reason why I think it's accurate is because of myself. If I used to think I was weird and I was just different and I was, I was like, how can a human being be? Because I don't like, like I said, I don't like, um, I don't like um, doing the same thing over and over again. I like like variety, spontaneity, and all that. Apparently, it's a Gemini thing, so that made it make sense for me in some ways. But then again, if you read about Gemini, there are some things that they write. I'm like, nah, this is not me. So sometimes thing is just like it's like gambling. It's like baba <laughs> Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't work. So I don't take it like it's facts. I just think it could be true sometimes. So I don't always ask for zodiac. I don't take it as seriously. No, I don't. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, one question that I'm always, uh, you know, um, very liable to ask is. Uh, one about uh, maybe like a, your songwriting process because uh, you know as a student I've dealt with like so many papers and projects where I'm just like sitting down staring at the screen and I'm like where do I even start from like uh, you know mm. um, and I'm wondering as as a student of the game like when you're you know writing songs and you know um, even if it's your production like do you ever have those uh, dry spells where it's like you're trying to make something work and it's not coming to you and what do you usually yeah. do to kind of overcome that? Um, yeah, it happens. Um, it happens a lot, Seth. Sometimes, um, but what I've what I've um, realized, I ask myself, okay, why is this thing hard? Sometimes it's the pressure. Like maybe you get this big client, and you're like, oh my god, I've loved your music since I was three years old. I want to make music for you. Then you know, I want to make the beat. I'm like, ah, oh my god, oh my god. So sometimes it's that. Other times it's just that you're not inspired. Like you're just not in the mood, and. One thing about art is that you can't force it. You can't. For, it, it, if it comes, it comes. If it doesn't, it doesn't. So what I do is I go out. What helps me is when I mingle with other creatives. Like if I just go and greet some of my friends that are also creative and so yeah, play me stuff now. They can play me stuff and it will inspire me. Sometimes it's just conversations with people that I actually like or people that I care about, and that would inspire me. You know, so that 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 helps a lot, but definitely going out because if I stay on my laptop and I'm looking for inspiration, it definitely will not come. And sometimes social media, especially Twitter, I like Twitter a lot because it shows how people think, and you know, a lot of people are just very stupid, and it shows a lot from their tweets. Well, some people are really very smart, and then it also shows from their tweets. So when I go on Twitter, it's like I'm interacting with a lot of people at the same time, so I can just something somebody can just tweet something i just find it funny and then it inspires something so yeah that helps me as well but definitely one thing that doesn't help is to try to force it or to make sure that, ah this thing i must do it i must do it it never works for me mm. i definitely appreciate that uh that piece of insight that you just gave because you know it makes a lot of sense especially when you're talking about like getting on twitter and interacting with people you know there are those yeah. people that will say oh yeah i'm not my tweets but i don't believe that honestly because i'm like i'm a, <laughs> how would you put it out there? 
if that's not you know, you know what I'm saying if that's not how you want to be represented. It's essentially your ideas, essentially. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's how you really feel, and you're putting it out there, but you don't want to be called out for the shit that you're saying. So you can't use one kind of lamba, they talk say, Oh, you're just here to play and to lie. <laughs> well, but I can relate. You know, on, on a level, on a certain level, I can relate because there's this thing I do on Twitter where I throw um FL users like Fruity Loops is a is a software that producers used to produce. That's what a lot of big producers in Nigeria and all over the world they use. Oh, but I don't like it. No, no, no. So yeah, I do something where I just go on the on, on Twitter and just yab it just to just just because I just want to look for trouble. Not it's not like I feel that deeply about the software. It's just, sometimes it's good to just look for trouble of some of my colleagues. So if people want to judge me off those tweets of my trolling, it might be people misjudging me because I actually have pretty loose on my, on my system. <laughs> do you understand? So when some people say that they are not their tweets, I understand that some people just do some things for bands. So for, for me now, the pretty loose tweets are always for bands. Not, it's not that deep, to be honest. Yeah, so I can gotcha. get some, yeah. So it's kind of like Amala Slander. No, Amala is trash, actually. Nah, yeah. Thank you. I was like, ah, Omo, bro. Nah, you tripping, ah. shorty. Nah, nah. They, go, they go run the IP back right now, nigga. Nah, nah, shorty tripping, man. They go run the IP. Thank you. I was about to, yo. Amala. No. I, I thought, you're, you're I thought that was what everybody See, Amala, Amala is not the best, but it's not bad. Oh. It's not bad, oh. like it's still like a, a decent, it's like in the top five of all time swallows. Pandadiam mm. is number one. No, Pandadiam is number one. No yeah, doubt. Pandadiam is number I think in any African culture, you ask and the fufu Pandadiam like number one. But Amala, mm. don't sleep on Amala now. Amala is terrible. Semo is even the worst of it. That thing is it is like atmosphere. <laughs> <laughs> Semo <laughs> doesn't have a weird taste, though. Like, Yo, it doesn't have taste. It's like you're eating air. Nah, it has a taste, but it's not bad. I haven't watched Semo in years, so I can't even... I don't yeah. even remember that. You're not missing anything. Yeah. Nah. You're good. <laughs> so wait, top four swallows. So pounded yam. Uh-huh. Yeah. Pounded yam and pounded yam. Pounded yam. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's the one that I feel like is very overrated. Yeah, but I mean, I don't blame it. So it's the easiest to make. Yeah, but so maybe that's why. I mean, one of them is essentially hot water and stare. Like so. Have you seen? Have you seen where they are making amala? You, you have to put your back into it. Yeah, like I'm, you're that's, that's the stare I'm talking about. You know, you stare is. Uh, is that what you call stare? Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. If you ever seen a picture of Sultan, right? This nigga is swole as fuck. Like I see if the rock is his daddy. But that that swole not from not from pounding yam those back in those days, you know what I'm saying? Oh, it's from Pandayam and Dead Lips. Yo, as much as I love Pandayam, I don't think I I, I don't even know how to pound the yam. I can't. Ah. As such, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a show, 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 it's a show,
she's still mm. amazing and i'm proud of her because you know i saw it coming and i'm glad that it's really manifesting this quickly for her so i'm incredibly proud of her of course oxstate not even because we have a song together but because i mean there's just this feeling when you know somebody before they blew up and then they blew up and they're, they're still the same person and they're still doing it stronger you know that they can only get better so yeah those two they mean they're so close to my heart but what i'm listening to i'm never listening to any nigerian music at this moment unfortunately um I'm listening to a lot of South African music right now. Mm. I don't know why, but that's where my that's where the spirit has taken me to. So a lot of house music. That's what I'm listening to at the moment. Yeah. So how do you feel about the um, the way Nigerian artists have somewhat abused that uh, I'm a piano sound? Like, what do you think? Do you think? And to you, is that uh, appropriation of sorts? And do you think? like this they've overdone it or do you like the way uh they've kind of adapted that sound okay honestly what i think is there's it's not new the only thing we are good at in this country is to be stealing things like we still (laughs) we still like i feel like the only original sound we have as nigerians is akpala and fuji because even High Life, we stole it from the Ghanaians. I was so surprised to find out that High Life was a Ghanaian thing. Uh, bro, Afrobeat Afro Afro is from Ghana. Bro, Fela, Fela really <laughs> went to Ghana <laughs> to go and learn all this Afrobeat speed from there. Oh, man. Say it ain't so. She oh. understand. So we don't have... So, I mean, so with Ama Piano, for me, it's banter. Anytime people are like, oh, Nigerians, I'm like, eh, that's what we do best is our own now. Ama Piano is now Nigerian. So they should deal with it. Of course, they get South Africans get upset whenever, you know. Because I was having a conversation with um, one South African artist, and she was like, "Ah, Nigerians just take it. They don't even go to learn exactly how it is being made. We don't care. We just hear that. Oh, there's long drum. Okay, put it, put it in. Sing one song. It becomes a jam. That's it. We're moving on to the next song next genre to appropriate. So I like it. I don't care about it. Of course, I'm tired of it because. Like I'm very in tune with the South African pop culture. So for someone like me, I've listened to Ama Piano for like two years now. So now I'm actually tired. So who do you think the actual king of Ama Piano is now? Kabza. Kabza, yeah. Is that... <laughs> Kabza, of course, Kabza. So, yeah. Okay, so I, okay, you've heard this song now because people have been saying to me that I was tripping. This song, um, and you're a big Ama Piano fan, right? So... Um, this rumor song, um, woman, woman, mm-hmm. tell me you don't hear Ama Piano in that. It is Ama Piano, no, uh-huh. I, no, 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 there's there's obviously the influence there, but is the song itself Ama Piano? No, somebody like who what was the guy Amapiano? that uh, I mean, wait, you see what, what is Ama Piano? Yeah, because there it said there's the influence in it, but it doesn't feel the song is Ama Piano, so I'm like, okay, what makes the song Ama Piano? Yeah, um, uh, see, I, I can kind of... It's, it's hard for me to say, but I I feel like there was like a fusion of like all that different... Probably, yeah. There. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So it doesn't... I feel like... This, so it's not quite... I'm happy. I know, I know there's like the, the core of it is that, but I was just... And I think it was Edukos and... Um, what's his name? Uh, all teams. All teams mm-hmm. were like saying that it's not 
I'm a piano. So in, in cases like that, who do you listen to? Is it do you just follow your ears? I be you listen to the producer. Don't mind them. Well, don't I mean, mind them. How can they say it's not my piano? It's not my well, piano, obviously. Yeah, we have to follow our ears, bro. Like I mean, you can say it's not my piano because technically, I any start the way my piano usually starts. My piano usually starts like you hear each part of the beat, like the maybe the snare first or the like drop. There's a build up. Yeah, there's a build up. Oh. Yeah, but this one like. Rima said, oh, then oh, the beat just oh. came in, like boom, to give or whatever. If, like. if if we're going by that standard, then no Nigerian I'm a piano song in quotes I'm a piano. Because I'm a piano songs like they always start with like maybe like sixteen bars of intro. Just the drums alone will play and then something will come on before the vocals now come in. So and Nigerians, you know that we don't have patience. So who wants who wants to listen to five minutes? <laughs> South Africans, that's one thing I would say. They have a lot of patience when it comes to their music. Like, hey, even not just Ama Piano, any South African, even the house music. Before they house start music, singing, yeah. Before, but it takes like two minutes in the song before they start singing. <laughs> I'm like, ah, yo, like, what is? Like, we get it. The beat is is nice, you know. I start singing yeah, now, but like, please, it's okay. I feel impatient a lot of. Sometimes I next I forward it. I'm like, okay, okay, don't do. Yeah, sing. And so sometimes it's, it's just crazy. So if we want to judge by that standard, yeah, none of our Ama Piano records are actually Ama Piano. But in terms of, you know, even the Ama Piano self, they have different expressions to it. There's the Ama Niki Niki, Ama the rap one that they'll just be rapping or be talking over, which was why I think um, um, Rema did the Jia One, Ikebe Super, Jia One, Jia Two, Jia you know, that kind of stuff. So there's also the Ama Piano that is so full. Which people like Shasha do, Shasha, even Cubs at the Smalls to some of his other pianos, very soulful, where they sing, they actually sing on it instead of rap or talk. So he also took out of it and some percussive Afrobeat singing. So it's just a complete fusion of different styles, but the core of it, the beats itself, I think it's Ama Piano. Mm. Okay, sweet, sweet, sweet. Mm. Um, man, Junior, I gotta say, man, I've really thoroughly enjoyed this conversation. You're like so Same insightful, here. and yeah, yeah, good advice, man. Like, as far I can you. see, like, I can see us like actually hanging if we're in Giddy, just like talking about absolutely, like, yeah, that'll be fun. You, know? you guys and, are cool people's, <laughs> yeah, you're just talking about different shit, like studying, like numbers in different cultures and shit like that right that's not you know that's not some everyday shit you know what i mean so shout yeah. out to you for, for coming on and just like for sharing thank you uh, for you having me everything with us man um thank so you. on on the podcast right we have mm-hmm. this segment called the sleeper segment and basically what we do is we play a song from a relatively unknown artist that we really fuck with and that we'd like for you know to put our listeners onto right mm-hmm. so if you have a song like that you can uh, say the title and then we'll uh, we'll play it here yeah um, each one of um, us will take a turn okay um it doesn't have to be me right yeah it doesn't it doesn't, have to, idea. Me, it doesn't yeah. have to be me it doesn't have to be me just whatever yeah Oh, okay, yeah. Um, Naya, there's this girl called Naya Poji. Naya, uh, can you? Ah, is there Naya. a way you can send this song? She, to could, she could just she could just spell it out, and I'll I'll look it up on my. N a y a. Oh, Naya is back. Naya is back, so you can actually play. Oh, Naya Kanji, I've actually. Oh, she's in yeah. my history. Yo. Oh yeah, ungrateful eyes on. She had an EP uh, or something. Ah, Isaac, yeah, right? vivid emotions. She's fire. I love so, her. So say it again, Naya Akanji, right? It's, it's Naya yeah, Akanji. N a y a a k a n j i. N j i. Yeah. 
And what's the name so of which one of these songs? Which one, which one of these songs do you fuck with the most? Hmm. I got my eyes on you. Okay, I think the eyes on you. Ungrateful. Yeah, ungrateful. That one. That one. Ungrateful. That one triggers me. Yeah. Do you have any sleepers before I go with my sleeper? Oh, you can go ahead. Let me queue up my sleeper. So my sleeper is um, "Jumping Ship" by Amare and um, okay. Santi and Koji Radical and Kojay Radical or whatever his name is. Joey Radical. No, no bite your tongue, bro. bro. The way he spells his name was weird. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty girls like the jumping champion. Look at these seas, I'll kill the 
bastards. He was a curse, but it is a blessing. Shorty move like Tetris. I come through and I wreck it. Little devil with a passion, huh? Suspended. Sleeper is called something and it's by Brainy. Brainy. You know that guy? Oh, that's my guy. Oh, nice one. Mm. She's a real industry insider on here. Mm. <laughs> 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 you guys want me to send the link? Yeah, you said something by Brainy. Send the link, send the link. And yeah, um, Dio, you have any sleepers? Or... No, 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 I don't have any sleepers. Okay, yeah, I think it's safe to wrap this episode then. I feel like it's been a, it's been a good episode. Shout out to you, Duny, for coming through. Definitely, I appreciate it. It's Thank been, you for having been, me. Yeah, it's been nice to listen to you and listen to your story and just um, understand how your mind works and stuff like that. So. Mm. Thank you. Oh, I'm, uh, since this is a special occasion, now you also have to give us a drop. <laughs> what, what's the drop? 
No, like, oh, basically, you know, on those uh, those days, no, those radio stations, you want to say, oh, this is so, 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 and so, and you're not listening to Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah, that kind of yeah. thing. Honestly. Yeah, like, put your own spin on it. Of course, you know, you're on the best podcast in Africa. So, uh, yeah. put your own spin on that however you like. And, uh, yeah, give us, give us something juicy. Okay. Hey, guys, my name is Demi, and I'm on the best podcast. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaving that in. Okay, we'll run out back. God. Yeah. I can go again, Abby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Start from, start from the top. <laughs> okay. Hey, guys. My name is Duni, and I'm on the bed. Oh, God. Hey. Ha. I'm not an OAP. Okay. So, hey, guys. My name is Duni, and I'm on the best podcast in Africa from Lagos with Love. Yes, ma'am. Oh my, where that, where that blue, where that horn did. Beep, 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 beep. How far are you? Look us up. Oh my, everything did lag right now on this uh, kitty. But uh, you know what? Post edit. We gonna, we gonna edit it. Oh, um, okay. Let's let's go ahead and shout each other's social. media. Yeah, give, give us your social media handles so people who are listening can know where to follow you and stuff like that. Oh yeah, so it's official. Duny at official D U N N I E on. All platforms basically. So shout me out. Text me, tweet at me if you listen to this so I'll connect with you. I really I like to connect. Yeah, um, okay. I we I'm, I'm yeah. I'm, we're following you now, following you now, official journey. Okay. Yeah. Um, Man, make sure you follow back, please, you know. You know. Uh, before. <laughs> <laughs> That's only like um, a warning. Um, um, as in- <laughs> Uh, you probably know how niggas will pull up in Nigeria, like, and see when you follow back. Money, we also have a person they bang on your, on your gate. Follow back. You know, they be almost, you know, Niger Twitter is crazy with that shit. Somebody could be like posting a tweet about how they're in their deathbed and they need fun. We don't see person, it's KFB. <laughs> <laughs> is it that kind of follow back or do give away? Yeah, kindly, kindly follow back. Okay, I'm just like, yo, like, so you just totally dismiss the message with the air. Like, now follow back. Now you're the one guy. Oh, my God. So good. a world. I'm okay. All, again, thank you so much for joining us. Yo, this was like a real fun episode. Real, real thank talk. you. I enjoyed Definitely it looking so forward to well. your EP, you know, and you coming back again for some exclusive, uh, you know what I'm yes. saying? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Because yes, we're going so... to hold to that one for sure. Yeah, of course. I give my word. I'll stand right. <laughs> and the podcast handles are FLW Podcasts on Twitter and Instagram. And our social uh, our email is from LagosWLove at gmail.com. So please feel free to reach out to us there. Send out any messages, any feedback. And yeah, we really we, we appreciate you guys. Yeah. And yeah, shout out to you, Duny. That's, that's, that's the end. So yeah, thank you for coming on. We definitely hope to have you again. Okay, absolutely. Thank you for having me. Bye. Bye.
chicos. <risa>